This is the Tree of Life, Season 1, Chapter 2. In this episode, we'll be talking further about the link between fitness, substitution, and displacement events, and why chromosomal gene expression. To begin, archetypal consensuality was described amongst a patrilineal line as producing reciprocal altruism. That reciprocal altruism is founded upon a common epigenetic profile, or gene expression of the Y chromosome, which generates phenotypic recognition amongst patrilineally related individuals. Likewise, this gene expression is modulated by the reciprocation of substitution and displacement events. More specifically, these events decrease the fitness of one individual, the receiving individual, by undermining an individual's ability to verbalize a feeling and obtain the satisfaction of a need. They also decrease the fitness of that individual by denuding an individual's ability to induce arousal in a potential mate. The reverse is also true. In that, the other individual increases their fitness by obtaining a need or verbalization of a need. Furthermore, the fitness, specifically of a patrilineal individual, depends to some degree on muscle utilization and coordination as well. The epigenetic profile linked to an archetypal consensual patrilineal line may also through the aggregation of substitution and displacement events, to the preferential benefit of one individual, be linked to higher or lower muscle utilization, linked to Y-chromosomal gene expression. Thus, oftentimes, the compromise which generates phenotypic recognition and hence reciprocal altruism has a negative impact on an individual's fitness. On the balance, the benefit to the individual accrued through archetypal consensuality arises out of the rationalization of particular feelings according to an archetypal assignment pursuant to that consensuality. The granting of access to a particular intellectual fiefdom. In other words, we can equate spatial non-consensuality as a kind of physical territoriality. Its contrast being the intellectual territoriality or fiefdom represented by archetypal consensuality. Thus, the sexual fitness of an individual, which is linearly related to spatial non-consensuality, is in a more complex relationship with archetypal consensuality. The complexity of assessing the fitness of an archetypal consensual individual is exacerbated by the role of reciprocal altruism in their survival. Now, at this point, I would like to clarify what is meant by spatial non-consensuality and archetypal consensuality. Spatial non-consensuality is the ability to induce expectation matching by virtue of proximity alone in some other. It is the ability to induce states of arousal through physical proximity. Archetypal consensuality is the assignment of rationalizations to an individual which permits them to verbalize needs and feelings and thereby obtain satisfaction of them through facilitation of the group. In other words, archetypal consensuality generates expectation matching as well, further to the accommodation of a verbalization of a previously inchoate feeling or concealed impulse. The role that reciprocal altruism plays in generating synchronicity bands described in season 4 chapter 5 and 6 of 37 families is the same role it plays in ensuring commonality between epigenetic profiles amongst linearly related individuals. Thus, these synchronicity bands, corresponding to lineal related groups, 
are equally a manifestation of common epigenetic profiles for gene expression. Imagine for a moment that epigenetic profiles corresponding to linearly related individuals are rather like complex keys, which when engaged generate reciprocal altruism, and hence behavior which falls into particular synchronicity bands. That's the end of the podcast for today.